would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? <laughs> what? Welcome to Solution Focus Possibilities Podcast. We want to help you have more productive conversations in whatever area of work or life you find yourselves in. What better way to do that than to invite you into our own conversations as we discuss our solution-focused practice, our different experiences and findings. We hope you find this helpful, useful and inspiring. Welcome to our podcast. Hi everyone, Jamie here. Just a quick heads up before this episode starts, just to say that we mess about and play a little bit of a game at the beginning of today's episode, which lasts a little bit longer than normal. So if you want to jump straight into the topic, and who could blame you, uh, feel free to jump to about nine minutes. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello, hello. welcome. Hello. So this actually feels very late to say this, because we're, where are we now? On the 18th January. But happy new year to people that are listening and to you guys. This is the first podcast in 2021. Yes, yes. Woo-hoo. When what what's the date that you guys have to stop saying happy new year? I think January at any point is alright, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But when know. you see somebody for the first time, you you tell them happy new year until you see them the second time. And... Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. How was it for everyone? How was Christmas and New Year? A bit different, I imagine. Mm. Yeah, and I think for me it was like quiet, but in a in a good way. Like I know we kind yeah. of missed missed family and stuff. And at the same time it was a bit like, oh, it's not so stressful having to like travel between different places and see so many different people and mm-hmm. get the kids in and out of so many different, you know, all that sort of stuff where bedtimes go out the window and yeah. It's like, oh, we can just chill at home and just be us. Yeah. 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 That was me anyway. Did anyone else kind of feel like you're still waiting for it to happen? I'm just like, I feel like it never really happened. I'm not, I'm just <laughs> still waiting for Christmas to come around. It, it, feel, it does. There's a bit of deja vu, isn't there? Sort of, um, here, here we are again in 2021. Yeah. So. And I think subconsciously I'd slipped into some of that thinking of like, you know, 2020's behind us, new year, everything's going to be different. And then it's like, ah, not quite, mm. not quite. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And on the other hand, it was quite nice to see everybody home. So even people who usually wouldn't have a chance to go and celebrate in public or meet others uh, would be tied um, to their homes. So this year was kind of very uniting in this sense wasn't it we were all at home mm. and that's where everybody else was too <laughs> yeah yeah well january is often the time where people sit back and kind of reflect think about the, the year so uh i guess for today we thought we might do a little bit of reflection on some on some practice and stuff that's been going on recently but before we do that i thought we could introduce a new little segment to the podcast Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. So I've got a piece of paper just, here. And this is also something just to say none of us have any idea about because Jeremy's just springing it on us. <laughs> and he's got a really mischievous smile. <laughs> Those were the best things that happened on off the cuff. Okay. So I've got a piece of paper with your names. Well, three pieces of paper with your names on. So I'm going to pick one because only one person can take part in this this time. We'll do it every week for the next three weeks. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take a name. Mix them up. Ben. Woohoo! It's yes. you. <laughs> Should I be celebrating? Yeah, yeah. why not? This is a chance, I think, for... for uh, we're going to do a quick fire round. Oh, wow. Some questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Sounds good. So, welcome everybody to Getting to Know Ben Scott. Getting to know you Getting to know so I've wow. no, no idea whether we're allowed to use this music, but we're going to do it. We've <laughs> <laughs> got a theme track and everything. Love it. Okay, let's get a question. Who, who is that singing? Have a guess. Is this my first question? No. 
<laughs> okay. So, Ben, we've got 21 questions. And they're quick. What? And they're qu- but they're ready, qu- Ben. They're quick fire. 21. 21. I'm a slow thinker. So we're this two- is going to be. We're, yeah, we're in 2021. So I thought 21 questions to start the new year. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, and they're quick fire. So you just tell me whatever. Whatever pops into your head. Okay, this could this could be dangerous. Obviously. Okay, you ready? You can. That's all right. You can have a pass. You allowed you allowed a pass. Let's make that rule. All right. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's go. So Ben, texting or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week? Uh, Mondays. SFP day. (laughs) Any nicknames? You always been just Ben. Scotty or Scotty Scotty too hotty after the wrestler. <laughs> Can you do the worm? You know, I wish that I could do the worm, and I was once thrown out of a Weatherspoons for trying to do the worm and just failing. Amazing. Probably that on the floor. Right, Would yeah. you uh, read a book or listen to an audio book? Um, read a book. What was the last film you watched? Um, gosh, it was really depressing. Uh, it's called H- Hope Gap. It was <gasps> thoroughly depressing. That's the last film I watched. The no way. way. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Great. Yeah. Uh, was the last not, sure, not sure I want to. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last song you downloaded? Um, uh, it was probably an old Razor raise Light. What's the song? Oh, before, before I Fall to Pieces by Razor Light. Okay. Would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, both. That would be cool. Okay. Um, forest or beach? Uh, forest. Forest. Okay. Winter or summer? Summer. How long does it get take snow. you to get ready in the morning? Too, too long. Too long. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how good a driver are you? Uh, in, in my mind, ten. From what other people tell me, three. <laughs> if you could travel back in time to any period, where would you go? Or what time would you go to? Um, probably medieval, something rather. The Britons. Okay, favourite place yeah. to travel to? I, I love Albania. Albania. I love Slovenia, yeah. Okay, favourite childhood TV show? Oh, gosh, childhood TV show. You're doing well, but I've um, only got five left. So okay. Oh, Poddington Peas. Can you all remember that? I do, yeah. <laughs> Favourite ice cream flavour? Um, chocolate with raspberry sorbet. Okay, here's a deep one. Uh, what does a person truly need to be happy? Uh, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> that was <an> excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you were given the chance to live forever, would you? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? What's for dinner tonight? What's for dinner tonight? Yeah. Um, Hello, we do Hello Fresh, so it'd be I think it's some sort of curry, some Great. sort of pie curry. How do you have your tea? Uh, yeah, milk, no sugar. Okay, last question. This is a biggie. What would be your walk-on music? My walk-on music? Yeah, you introduced on stage. Hello, everyone. Here's Ben Scott, and you came on. What piece of music would be playing in the background? Um, well, I guess it would have to be whatever Scotty Too Hot used to uh, have <laughs> playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't actually, I'm going to research that. Yeah. I'm going to find that out. Maybe, maybe next podcast I can okay. start the episode with that tune. Excellent. Okay, Ben, thanks for playing. Getting to know Ben Scott. Phew. Oh, that, was, that was mildly stressful. It looks stressful. I, but I'm already looking forward to uh, grabbing Beaver's turns. <laughs> <laughs> right, so on to some serious stuff then, I suppose, or more or less serious stuff. Depends which way you want to look at it. Uh, but we were talking about doing some reflection on, on previous practice. Um, and in particular, you've been doing some stuff around the accreditation process and things like that. Yeah, we've been working with um, Susie Curtis, with the UK Association for Solution Focused Practice, so UKASFP, um, and <clears throat> yeah, kind of revamping the the accreditation criteria. And I think when you, it's like anything, I think when you try and describe it to people or put it in writing and, and 
talk about things it's so much harder rather than like showing people and i think that's been a lot of feedback from people when when they get feedback on their applications is they're they're saying well show us show me what you mean by that don't just tell me like show me what you mean so in line with that we've been doing um some video recordings the three of yeah. us and some others as well um yeah the kind of record example sessions that meet the the accreditation criteria so that way people can can see it and kind of avoid those sort of common pitfalls if you like and yeah just they can put the two together it's like putting the name with a face you can actually see what the, the sequence of questions looks like when they're talking about getting in it fine-grained detail and an interactional description sort of thing and is that is that something that you have found helpful as well like looking at other people's examples and, and, and work i know it's a big part of the training uh, that we offer as well isn't it is showing real life uh, sessions and things like that mm. why, do, why do you think that's helpful then if you found it helpful rather than just explaining it i think for me when you look at well i'll just answer it for me whenever i look at someone else's practice and watch someone else ask questions even like when we do trainings and ben or Biba's interviewing someone I'm like, why did you ask that? Why did you like, why did you do it that way? I mean, the, the, the common one Ben and I always argue over is, is best hopes because I'll, I'll tend to go with one or two and Ben gets a, a list as long as his arm. And I just say, why, why, why are you doing that? <laughs> when, when you've got something you can go with straight away. Um, My arms think... aren't that long. Just, they're, they're pretty short. <laughs> it's not too bad. But I think it's the, the it's the questioning and the stuff and it makes you kind of, I don't know, it just makes me think more and reflect on my practice and make sure then whatever it is I'm doing becomes more intentional rather than kind of just asking questions on autopilot rather than knowing what I'm asking and why. It's really important, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, when we work with people, we don't do it intuitively. Uh, when we are meeting with friends, then you react as you would from a friend's perspective and you kind of know what you do or you're just there and you just know. But when you are um, working deliberately towards making a difference, um, you, you kind of got to know what you're doing and how. And that's why uh, we offer trainings and that's why we've engaged in trainings. And otherwise, you know, pretty much everybody could do um, counseling therapy coaching and that's not true because you need to know what you're doing and that's why <laughs> you, you kind of need to know what is good practice um, so that you can feel comfortable and confident enough that you're doing a good job um, so that you're not letting people down by thinking that you're doing a good job yeah I think that's sorry I'm going to jump in Ben before your turn sorry I'm stealing stealing the show a bit here but I think that's like <laughs> That's what people want, isn't it? They want to be doing the best possible job that they can. And I think otherwise people sit there and they think like, I don't know, we've heard it recently, like, who am I to be doing this? Like, do I know what I'm doing? And we want people to be confident that they do know what they're doing because otherwise you get, you find yourself halfway through a conversation, a session with someone and you're kind of thinking, you know, crap, I have no idea what I'm going to ask next. And that's, I mean, that's part of learning. We all, I've, well, I've been there and no, I've been there. I don't want to speak for you guys, but I think that's, that's what this stuff helps me do is to kind of be able to think about those things and then know where I can go or could go next and how to make it most useful. I, I mean, I know it's like, it's definitely influenced my practice and I can see like one clear example is I'll ask a lot of um, permissions now so like I, throughout my session, you will now hear me saying to the client, would it be okay if I asked you a few questions about this? Um, and that is something that I've directly stolen from Bieber. And I, and I only picked up on that from watching her sessions and going like, oh, that's like, there's something really pleasant about that. It's really nice about that. Mm. Um, I just copied it. And I think like, I, for me, when I came into solution focused practice, it was so refreshing to see so much practice and to actually see how it's done. Um, 
I got so used to get so frustrated with training courses being 90% theory and only 10% practice. What do we actually do? So I love that solution focused is so like visible and ha tangible and, and hands on. Um, you can actually see it. You can actually watch it um, you know, start from start to finish, um, which is harder to do. I think in, in other areas, other approaches, um, but also you can explain something as well as possible and you can put it down perfectly on a piece of paper in writing, but inevitably like it never looks exactly the same in real life in practice yeah. um, because things crop up and every client is slightly different. Um, so there's something like, I think if people only learn by reading and by um you know, taking it in through through writing and talking about it, then when they actually come to practice it and they come up against a slightly odd answer from a client or, you know, something that doesn't quite fit what they've read, then it could be really off-putting and it could be like, oh, mm -hmm. no, what do I do now? Whereas when you're actually watching real-life sessions, you get to see all that. You get to see all the imperfections and how, like, you can carry on with the solution-focused sort of overall intentions anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and communication's hard. It's hard to communicate these ideas in writing and conversation alone. Um, I remember Brief, who trained us, I remember them saying that they read loads of Steve DeShazer's work and they started practicing what they thought they had read. They started practicing, you know, the solution focused approach according to what they had read. And then they finally got to meet Steve in person and they watched him do a session in front of them and they were like, what? what is this <laughs> this isn't what we've read about so it's so hard to communicate effectively and actually watching each other's work oh we've lost you ben are you back oh you're gone I'll, I'll say i've got something just to yeah. throw in while we wait hopefully he, get, he comes back i think one of the other things that I think it's a lot of feedback and somebody I just spoke to earlier was talking about um, and they were saying like, you can, you can read about it and you can get all of the, the things, but then it seems rigid. It seems cold to just have these questions and just have these answers. And actually when you get to see someone do it, you can see that they bring their style and like themselves as a human being and kind of how they interact and connect with someone like still yeah. asking the same questions but it's in the the how those questions are asked that that makes all the difference because the way people will ask those questions for permission versus Ben is, is still different and mm -hmm. it's still in their own way and they'll adapt it to suit the scenario that they're in. And I think if you just read about it, then yeah, I think people come across and say, well, that sounds really rigid and sounds really cold and just like, you know, you don't care about people. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's quite the opposite. We've talked about that before, haven't we? That some of the criticism or, yeah some of the criticism is that it can feel quite cold like mm. they're like oh it just sounds like you know just asking boring questions over and over again so how, how important is style then like if i was just given a list of questions and i sat there and did it in a very boring way um would that still be effective or is there more to it than just the questions on a bit of paper yeah i think for me reminded what i think it's like harvey and chris and evan would always say to us like when they first started learning it and it was clunky and terrible and not very like smooth, it was just as effective as <clears throat> kind of some of the stuff they're doing now. And it's just, it's more streamlined and it's, it is that bit smoother in terms of they know, you know, they can adapt things a little bit easier and quicker, but it still works. So I think, yeah, I think it's that bit of, it can still be effective. I think it's more effective when you're able to make it more fluid and adapt. And I think you, because there is a bit of round building that next question on the answer you've just got and using the language that the person you're talking with is giving you, as opposed to kind of almost saying, yeah, well, I'm not interested in that part of your answer. I just now answer my next question kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it's important. I think it can be more effective that makes you become more fluid in it. But yeah, it, that's my take on it anyway. I don't know what you guys think it's true isn't it there is 40 years of um, practice and research that says that it works um and there's recent uh, 
our colleague Beverly. She's into mm. research, isn't she? About mm. what is it about SF that works? Um, and it still remains so simple over those 40 years. And that's that's the hardest bit um, in training. Sometimes people would say, but this is too simple. Like, I get it. I get it. So it got, doesn't it, isn't it more than that? Mm. Um, but then when they try it, keeping it simple is really, really difficult. And people go to maybe other models, other techniques. They bring in things um, which is not necessary um, to be effective. And one of the purposes of meeting the accreditation criteria is to show that you can keep it simple, that you're skilled enough to just trust the process and just ask the questions, not bring in um, something grand or something mm. that isn't absolutely necessary. Um, so it works, yeah, and it can even be, I mean, there is some really interesting publishing with computers doing therapy and who knows where this is going to go. Um, and what is the role of a therapist, counsellor, coach um, at the end of the day? Are we really that important in other people's lives as we think we are? So just elaborate on that a little bit about the computers. They're, they're looking at computers doing automated counselling or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, there are attempts or like self-help apps um, that... Okay particularly our colleague from Finland, Ben Fuhrman, has put together um, a number of years ago and they seem to work and it's all automated and it can be quite effective and of course not for everyone I mean, there is no such thing as one size fits all and for those who are not into computers or into texting that's probably not a good idea but who knows you gotta wow. try and see if it works but definitely it's not important uh, for some people that there is this human to human interaction which is really weird isn't it yeah that's incredible it's not it's not that um new either i remember a colleague giving me a like an old cd-rom of something that had been produced 20 25 years ago um in a in a london borough for a local authority there which was like an attempt at computerized solution focused questions um the, the cd rom was too old to actually load up on modern machines but um, <laughs> but the concept has been been around for a long time um yeah i guess the importance is the importance is being able to always adapt the next question based on the client's last answer and keeping the language really close. So I guess it's a question of how well technology can do that, basically. Like yeah. how, you know, how able is the technology to, to keep up with the client's last answer and, and keep the, the questions um, honed in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and I think the, the other... Um, just before I forget it, I guess, guess I say the, the other thing that springs to my mind about this idea of observing sessions and, and does it work or not, etc., is is I think belief. I think in order to do solution focused practice well, and probably most other, you know, any other approach, you have to believe in it. Yeah. And there's something about watching real life sessions. Like I think even more so than reading like statistics and reading papers yeah. as an, an evidence. I think there's something about watching real life sessions in front of you, seeing the changes in clients that raises your belief in it. And that's what allows you to persevere with the questions, with the process, and you know, through the awkward silences and the don't knows, you know, it's, it's that belief in, okay, I know, um, you know, this works or this in, in my case i've started to try and think more along the lines of um has this been helpful or not rather than has this worked or not it's like has this been helpful to the person or not um which again greg is uh pulling a face at me about but um I'm, I'm yeah that's that's probably another podcast in itself but anyway but i think my first point was around belief and observing sessions raises belief in the process yeah Can i ask a side question because I'm thinking back, like when we, f we first get into to SF, like everybody has a different reaction to it when you hear it or see it or read about it. And there's that bit of like, I don't know. I suppose I can only speak for me, but I know for me, like when I first started reading about it, I was like, yes, like, yes, this makes so much sense. Yes. Um, but I know other people in the service I was in were kind of thinking, 
this stuff is never going to work. And then it's not until they actually then, as you say, Ben, see it. And then it's like, okay, now I'll give it a try because I've, I've, I've seen it. I've heard the stories. I've seen the evidence that this can create change and create lasting change. So what was it for you guys that gave you, well, like as Ben's saying, that, that sort of belief and that view that, yes, this, this can work and I want to do it. Anybody? I mean, for me it was, um, yeah, I never particularly liked this idea of other people knowing better about someone else's life, what they should do um, and why, having explanations as in why, especially when the person on the other side didn't agree with that and that's then created conflicts, resistance, um, and this resistance was marked as client uncooperative. Um, and that just didn't land well with me. I thought, well, how can you, how can anybody take the right to play a role in somebody else as in knowing better? And uh, I, I haven't been managing in my other professional life, like we've discussed in some uh, of the earlier podcasts, um, but it was the way I was trained, um, educated, that it has to be me providing Mm. Uh, solution and uh, explanation and then years of looking for something that would make a difference all of a sudden um, bumped into solution focused approach by accident and it was just so different to all of what I knew and it was weird but it was attractive at the same time and what was uh, very important for me at that stage is that it had evidence that it worked so that was enough to express curiosity towards it and give it a go. And mm -hmm. since, I mean, it's been it's been a long enough time. I haven't managed to find something besides that would be um, as persuasive, if you wish, or as radical. So mm. there you go. Then what was your hook on? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I guess what what attracted me was uh, as already mentioned the way that it's so practical. I was getting really frustrated with training courses that that spent hours telling me about different theories about how and why things were so bad and like how and why different problems emerged in families and why they existed and why they were so deep rooted. And then you'd, I'd, you'd get to the end of these trainings and you'd be like, so, so what do we do about it? Like, you've, you've made me mm -hmm. feel like the world is caving in and that everything's horrendous. So what do we do about it? And often the answer was either, well, you need to go and train for four years or, um, or you need to refer to us. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, there, was, there wasn't any like, right, what can you actually do about it? And then Solution Focus comes along and it was a complete reversal of that. It was. It went from ninety percent theory, ten percent practice to ninety percent practice, and a little bit of theory, like where we needed it. But it was basically straight into what can you do about this, and it was tangible and like I could see it, I could hold it, etc. It was so refreshing. Um, and then I went through a period where I was like, does this really work? Is this? Yeah, this is actually too simple, isn't it? Like, surely it can't be this straightforward. And so my belief. Uh, basically came from clients it was mm. i had these light bulb moments where i you know i thought that the sessions had been pretty rubbish and i went back for a second time to see these clients and they started telling me yeah things are better and i was like what <laughs> how mm. <laughs> that last session was terrible how have things improved <laughs> um you know and I, I think my very first client that i tried this on had been advised by their GP to go to CBT sessions. They'd been referred for CBT sessions, but they were really nervous about it. They were really skeptical about it. And they didn't, you know, they were really cautious, didn't really want to do it. And my SF work with her, her hopes were to actually be confident enough to go to her CBT sessions. So I ran solution focus sessions with her. And the result of that was she was like, right, I feel like I can do it now. I feel like I'm ready. And the end, the outcome of our work was that she went and engaged in this CBT service. Uh, but that was my first success using this approach. And it was really like surprising and unexpected, but that was where my belief came from. It was like these clients going like, yeah, I do feel like I can do this now. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And every, as I say, like everybody's, I mean, the common phrase, I think the, well, the practical way I try and view it is people are just on a, on a journey with it. 
Like some people mm-hmm. just won't like it. Yeah. And other people get it and run with it straight away and absorb all of it. And then there's everybody else in between kind of, mm. and that's all okay. And like yeah. some people kind of dip their toe in and ask a few questions. Other people, they need to research it first. And yeah, yeah, everybody kind of approaches it in the way that is right for them. Mm-hmm. So we, we spoke about um, you guys doing these videos to help other people kind of reflect on their practice. Is, it, is there anything you do like regularly that helps you reflect on your own practice? Um, I know that you said that you can see these sessions yourself but is there anything that you kind of um you put into your diary or something that you do on a regular basis to help you kind of reflect and learn a little bit more i'm just wondering for for people who perhaps i mean i don't know do these are these videos accessible to anybody or do you have to be signed up to course or whatever you'll need to be a member of the uk asfp okay able to access them so people who aren't like what kind of things do you think that people could do to help them like reflect on that on their practice uh, without necessarily having access to these resources i think the really practical way is um, to be in a role of a client every once in a while just to get reminded that this question these questions are really difficult um, for the client to answer and to get refreshed as in being reminded that those questions, even though they may sound repetitive and for an observer, it might sound like a session where nothing major happens. It's just describing a, a moment in someone's day um, to get reminded that this is actually really um, great experience as a client. That, that's what yeah. I do every once and once again. How do you how do you do that, Bibi? Do you like pair up with someone and, and how does that work practically? like to be a client yeah i call ben and greg and can you <laughs> be my counselor <laughs> i haven't got time to solve my own problems would you ask me some <laughs> questions yeah so is, is that like something you'd advise someone to do if they were watching listening to this that find someone you can pair up with and practice some of this stuff as a pair yeah definitely okay I, th- I think as well as that, um, I've always advised people to to get into the habit of regularly recording their sessions or regularly asking clients if they can record. Uh, doesn't have to be video; it could just you know be audio on your phone or something. Um, but just making that it, it can be something that's quite daunting if you haven't done it before, like the idea of asking clients. And you know, do you mind if I I record this session? Um, and sometimes we're so nervous about asking that that we transfer our nerves onto them and things like that. But the more you ask, the easier it gets. You're just like, you know what? It's for my own learning, for my own you know, reflection and development. Um, so I, I always ask my clients, do you mind if I record? Um, no problem if not, but it'd be helpful if that's okay with you. And you'd be surprised, honestly, like once you get into the routine and habit of it, um, more often than not, clients are happy for you to do that. And, and it's so interesting listening and watching to your sessions back. Um, mm-hmm. I promise you, you will see and hear stuff that you don't remember saying, like that you don't <laughs> remember actually coming out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> it's it's a brilliant way of, of learning and, and keeping yeah. going with your skills. That's a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing because I think for me, I do that all the time. I'm like, even when we're in trainings and like doing a demonstration in front of the group somebody said what was that question you asked and i'll say uh i don't know and then i turn to ben and Viva to kind of find out because when i'm in that moment i just i can't keep track of all of those questions yeah. and i think yeah going back through through videos definitely or audio even is is one that i love doing um i think in addition to that I try probably and focus on like one aspect of my practice at a time. So not feel like I've got to get it all, but it might be like, I don't know, the next session I do, I'm going to really focus on how I slow things down and like create a context, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of like time and place. And it'll just be like working on questions like that. So like just focusing on that, how, like, where am I at with those questions? And then moving on to, to something else in the next week or whatever it might be but just yeah picking one area because otherwise I'm, i'd stress myself out over being like all of this needs to be absolutely perfect 
Okay, great. Another yeah. thing which could be yes useful for people is to um, join one of our COVID catch-ups. They are designed for that very purpose to mm. um, hold the space for people to practice. And every week um, that we do, that we offer this gathering, we um, throw at the group some of our thinkerings and then they twist it round and new questions are born and new ideas are born. So this could be one of the ways. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. And if depending on when you were listening to this podcast, the name may have shifted from COVID catch up. <laughs> uh, but it will be something that we hold on a monthly basis uh, on a Thursday night, which if you follow us on social media, you'll you'll be notified about when those are. But yeah, that'd be great to have people come to those and, mm. you know, speak to other people about their practice is really helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Ben, you, you look like you're about to say something there. Um, I just really enjoyed the phrase thinkerings, if, if I had that right. That was great. I love that. Use that yeah. Just English not being my mother tongue. There you go. <laughs> you, Bibi, you've improved the language. That is a yeah, great phrase. I love it. Start using that now. Yeah. Um, so just to put you on the spot then, everyone, um, we're talking about reflection, about adapting and changing our practice. If you If you looked back, let's say the last year, because, you know, we're a new year at the moment, um is there anything that you would be able to look back on and say this particular thing has shifted for me that i've i don't know changed the way i think about this aspect of my work or this has been something i've really developed or um or even is it is there something that you've identified in the last year that you want to um develop or push yourself on or whatever but I've got something that relates to sort of Greg's last comment around slowing down in the context. Mm. Um, so some, something that I'm doing more of now that I probably wasn't before is, is within the preferred future part of my conversations. Um, I'm asking people what's the point of the day that they would be um, looking forward to most or the point of the day where their best hopes would be would be most present um, a recent recent session the other week and when I was sort of listening to that back it was um, a, a client who had had a um, a bad traffic accident or road accident um, she'd been cycling and a car had hit her, uh, her bike and since that accident she she hadn't been cycling since and her, her hope was to, to get back on her bike, to get back out there and, and to be cycling again. So, so when we were describing the preferred future, it obviously included her going for a bike ride. And I remember asking her something like, and, and what would be the, the point of your bike ride? What would be the, the, the bit of it that you, you would be most looking forward to, that you'd be enjoying the most? And uh, she described this point like a, be a certain bend in the route that she takes, where it where it starts going into a deep, deep like a steep downhill, um, and then then it went to this rich description of her saying like I'd lower the gears so I could go as fast as I can. I'd be feeling my heart racing. I'd be finding it exhilarating, and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and and at the end of the session, she was like, I, j I just asked, is you know, is there anything? that stands out to you from today's conversation, anything you can take away. And her comment was, I already feel like I've been on a bike ride. I'm sat here feeling like I've already done it. Mm. Um, and that's something I think maybe a year ago, I would have uh, very much sort of stuck to uh, going from the start of the day to the evening, very chronologically. Uh, and now I tend to start the preferred future as in like, what will you notice about yourself in the morning? And then at some point I'll ask, and where in where in your day will you notice this most? What's the part of the day that you're most um, looking forward to, or that you'll most see the impact from these these changes? Um, and I think that's just because it's um, it's you know it's quite hard to fit everything in in detail. So rather than selecting a part of the day to zoom in on myself, that's that's giving the client a little bit more mm. um, autonomy and control of over where the session goes. So that's something that's probably changed for me, reflect on my own practice. Yeah, brilliant. It's really good. Greg, Bieber, anything that you can think about, think of? Yeah, I think for me, 
it's probably going to be more revealing about me than anything else. Um, because my head is in usually such like a, a logical space, um, I think acknowledgement, like being a genuine human being and just having a conversation <laughs> with people is something, I don't know how you kind of refine that into what would I be doing, but I think just like relaxing because I think I'm so thinking about all the questions that sometimes it's just about like, I, I, I think I've got the questions. I've been doing this for long enough. Like the questions are there, they'll come. So don't worry about trying to preempt questions. Mm. It's just like be in the moment, listen to what someone is saying and then ask your next question. Like, don't feel like, okay, I've got it. I'm holding onto this. No matter what they say, I'm going to ask this question next. Like yeah. just relax. And yeah. I think as Ben was saying, like, I probably would have been tried to be quite rigid about like almost as much of a day as I could possibly get someone to describe. Um, but actually now kind of focusing more quality of description in one area is going to be better for me than in my view, than trying to get everything and not doing as good a job on it. Mm. So I think just trying to, yeah, relax, acknowledge and be human. Is, is there any, is there any particular event or moment that happened that kind of, that made you think about that in a different way any specific thing um yes i think i had obviously working with like ben and biba and the questions we ask each other always makes me think like whenever whenever we are like you know or if it's the four of us and like we're asking each other questions i'm so much more relaxed and i feel like i can do i do such a better job and then when all of a sudden I'm in front of someone else, it's like, okay, the pressure's on. This is serious. Like I have to make sure I get this just right. And then it's never as good. I think that's just like where my, that's what it seems like in terms of usefulness, because I'm like trying to find something perfect and I'm never going to know what that is. So I think it's like, I just, then I try and think, okay, just try and ask the questions the way I would ask them if I was talking to Ben and Biba. Mm -hmm. nice. And that way it's just like, okay, just, relax and go with it great that's really good really good so cool hmm. listen just listening to both of you describing your practice sparks ideas and um i think to me this past year uh, clients are describing being made redundant hmm. uh wanting to find something purposeful but not really having hope for it and I mean, we've seen lives changed um, for the worse in so many families and homes and um, I guess what I started to notice that I'm doing differently is focusing more on the process rather than the outcome so when a client says uh, I want to find I, I'm feeling a little bit lost and I don't know where to go um, then of course you asked like, what difference would it make if you um, felt different and it was, there'd be like I have a sense that I knew where I was going okay and if that started happening what difference would you hope that might make I have a sense that my life has a meaning again so then I'd start, I started asking questions like so suppose you started um, the journey towards a life that would have a meaning again what might be the first sign that would tell you that rather than asking so suppose you wake up and your life has a meaning it's just um in a way of i don't really know why so i'm looking at ben and greg like to throw comments at me that would help me think um but it just seems like uh, hope is in the small actions rather than big steps um and slowing it down in that sense like so, and you found yourself on the way, because tomorrow I can wake up being on the way. It's maybe less likely that I wake up tomorrow and my life has a meaning because, you know, mm. the news uh, that I've been made redundant are still so fresh and I can't just forget about it. Um, so who knows? I mean, this might be something that is not going anywhere, but um, I guess we have to see and discuss this with, <laughs> with the guys and see what they think. Mm. No, I think, yeah similar when it comes to people wanting when i think when things are so like out of control because i think that's where a lot of people are feeling at the minute it is a bit of that like what would you hope to notice about yourself regardless of what the world throws at you kind of thing mm -hmm. and generally for people 
that seems to lead towards like how they'd be doing things like they'd still be doing the same things but it's about like how they'd be doing it and how they'd like i don't know carry on and persevere through it like the, how they'd be putting the efforts in and how they'd know when to like i don't know take a break as well and yeah have a bit of time and space for them to say like it's okay i don't have to be trying to do that right now i can actually just yeah go and watch a film or it's okay to sit on netflix yeah spoken about the catch-ups every month but if people were just kind of having questions or things that they were kind of thinking through about their practice or um just wanted to chat something through with someone how would they do are, are you guys accessible can they just send us message ask for any feedback or whatever what could they do yeah it, all of the above really i think yeah. just just reach out post something i think and that's that's one of the biggest things is if you have that question and that thought, that's likely somebody else will as well. Mm. So yeah, reach out and we'll see what we can do in terms of responding to it, whether that's just get back to him through an email or talk about it on a podcast or yeah, bring it to a COVID catch up, that sort of thing. I think just yeah, reach out to us and let us know what your what your thoughts are, what you're thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. And this podcast, like you say, Greg, this podcast is we really want that to be we want this podcast to be useful for people so if people have got questions or things that are troubling them if we know that those things are coming up a lot we'd definitely discuss it on the podcast mm, so mm. yeah feel free for, to send us any thoughts or questions on our social media channels okay so we've already sp we've spoken about the the covid catch-ups which will probably be called something else but the monthly um, gatherings where people can come and kind of share practice and talk to one another and talk to us uh, is there anything else that's in the pipeline that um, people could access that can help them when it comes to reflection on, on their practice? Yeah, yeah. You're very good with the segues, Jamie. Thank you. Um, we, <laughs> we've got our um, Simply SFP course coming up. And I, I will say the web address. And I'm sure it'll be, be put somewhere. Give it, it's my turn, I think, to, to give the website. Mm -hmm. um, it's at, if you go to sfpossibilities.com, dot org forward slash uh simply sfp um you'll see a bit more about this but i think what we wanted to do was give people an opportunity to kind of really take a, a long hard look at their practice and kind of a deep deep sort of dive for reflection um so this is over a few quite a few weeks um, a few hours and a couple hours in an afternoon on a monday afternoon and yeah we just wanted to kind of go through the various elements of practice to kind of help people move from that point of being like oh crap halfway through a session to actually being able to respond to whatever comes their way and to kind of feel confident in what they're doing right so when does that course start um how do people sign up to it all that kind of stuff so you can sign up uh, via our web page the course starts on the 12th of april which seems to be a long way ahead, but we do realize that this takes some of the planning and some of the consideration. And we decided that for 2021, we want to offer as a trio just one training course, but do that one really, really well in terms of uh, cover everything we want to cover, everything that we have been doing and really offer people an extensive, intensive training where they can really look into what they're doing and what they'd like to do more of, what they'd like to uh, do better and get um, detailed feedback on uh, becoming the best that they can be for their clients. Great. And I guess we should say that there is, you, you said about um, the dates and stuff, we have got a early bird offer, uh, which depending on when this goes out, I don't know how long there'll be left for you to grab the offer, but it runs out on the 14th of February which is Valentine's Day. Um, so check out the website because there's a really good uh, offer there that I think you'll love. So um, yeah, go and check that website out that Greg mentioned. Okay. That's about it. Thanks guys again. It's a good chat. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you Jamie. Yeah, thank you guys. And thank, thank you guys for listening. 
Yeah. And great to meet you, Ben. Yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering. Still recovering. He's going to lie down. Yeah. Go have a cup of tea with milk and one sugar, was it? No, no, no sugars. No sugar. Ah. <laughs> Almost. Almost. That would have been a nice ending. Oh, well. I'm going to go, <laughs> going to go have a look at what Poddington Peas is because I've never heard of that in my You've life. never heard of Poddington Peas? I'm Neither American. Me. I grew up with Amer- American TV. What wow. was yours, Greg? Well, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to give too much away just yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. See you Bye. soon. As always, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to find out more about SFP or just keep up to date with all the things that we're doing, then feel free to follow us on social media. Also, if you're interested in the course that we talked about at the end of the podcast and you want to learn more, then head over to www.sfpossibilities.org forward slash simply SFP.